Good morning, everyone. Thank you again for tuning in. It's nice to have you back with me today. Uh, this is Family Wealth and Other Musings, and I am your host, Becky Easton. And today I want to talk a little bit about personal manifestos or, you know, just the rules that you live your life by. And I think this idea is really kind of more interesting to me lately. Um, I spent a, a long part of my life, I've gotten this far on a pretty much, I wouldn't say, you know, dumb luck. There's certainly plenty of hard work that's been involved, but I wouldn't say that until recently that I had had kind of a guiding set of, you know, rules um, for my life that I had decided on. You know, things like the Ten Commandments or the Four Agreements are, are certainly great guideposts to start with. Um, although I think that having something that's more personal to you and helps you make um, decisions in with regard to your life specifically is important really just making making those decisions and boundaries about um, kind of what's acceptable what you do do what you don't do um, I, I think that can ultimately just free up um, mental space at the very least because you can judge what you're doing based on whether it fits within your boundaries or not so a little while ago, it's been within the last year, um, I've had a few of these kind of rules, if you will, that I've gone by. And most recently, I finally wrote them up on my bathroom mirror and collected them together so that, you know, I can see them every day. Um, it makes me think about, about them and remind myself how I want to live, um, what I want uh, my reactions to the circumstances of the world to look like based on these. So I'm going to go go through, um, I'll list off the ones that I have here and give you a little bit of a story behind each one because um, they're all a little bit unique. Um, and anyway, and I would love for um, for you to share in the comments about, you know, any kind of rules for living that you have or your experience in creating other boundaries for your own. And so with that, let's see, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven um, that I currently work from. So we've got, I love and honor myself. I try IPAs. I drop bananas, I admit fault and can be wrong, I seek knowledge, I love powerfully, and I talk about dragons. <laughs> and so now some of those might sound a little bit funny, but I'll kind of go through and tell you what, how they came to be rules for my personal life. Um, some of them don't have as fun of a story, but that's okay. Um, first, for a good reason, because I found that I wasn't necessarily doing this. Um, I've probably been least accountable to myself over the course of my life. 
and I, and I wanted to change that. I didn't really like the fact that I consistently let myself down uh, when I had decided to, to do something or act a certain way, and I really wasn't loving myself. So remembering that um, I, I do love and honor myself, and if acting in a certain way isn't really honoring me or it isn't an act of love that I, you know, I'm showing myself, then, you know, maybe I should be rethinking that. And it's not necessarily something that is good for me, a good idea in line with where I want to be going. So that one rings in my head quite frequently that, you know, and is this something that's honoring me? Um, is this something that is showing myself that that I love me. <laughs> um, next up is I try IPAs. And this one is, is kind of a funny one because I, it's basically just about trying something new. I've had a, a general rule in life for some time that if there's a food that I don't like, um, after some time, I just need to try it again and it's okay to not like it still, but, but you gotta try it, just, just see. And so um, trying IPAs comes from when um, my husband and I lived in Denver and we had several friends um, who either owned breweries or were heavy into the, um, the brewery scene in Denver. And at that point in time, when IPAs were getting really popular, I feel like they were kind of that like super hoppy, burn your taste buds off um, style. Like I felt like I was drinking just liquefied hops and pine needles. And it just, I was never interested in IPAs. And then we were invited to a blind tasting to attempt to determine a winner between hazy and clear IPAs. So basically you were assigned either a hazy or a clear and then you had to bring, you know, enough, like two growlers full of whatever you selected in that category. And then um, everyone then has blindfolds on so we don't know whether what we're being poured is hazy or clear and you have to kind of judge it then based on that and find a winner and as i'm sitting around we're sitting with a lot of kind of beer industry people who like really know their stuff and there's becky sitting there being all you know i don't really like ipas they all just looked at me like then what are you doing here why are, are you here at an IPA exclusive drinking event? And my rationale behind it was that these people were going to bring good examples of an IPA. And so if I go through and I try all of these and I still hate them all, then, then great, I, I hate IPAs. <laughs> that, that's fine. Um, but if I get through, like when else am I going to be able to sit down and sample 
you know, 18 to 20 different IPAs, you know, when am I gonna have that opportunity again to really get that taste test in? Turns out that I didn't hate all IPAs. I just hated, you know, taste bud burners. And um, I actually, my favorite turned out to be the one that was declared the winner. It was, um, let's see, what was it? Oh, it was from Comrade Brewing. Um, I forget the name because it's been a number of years, but from Comrade Brewing up in Denver. So that has turned into, um, I know, part of my manifesto because I, I want to try things that I don't know whether I like or that I think I don't like and just retry them again because you really never know. I don't want to cross anything off my list of possibilities forever because you just never know. So then that brings us to the third one I have, which is I drop bananas. And so you may be familiar with um, how to catch raccoons or monkeys. And that is by, with raccoons, I think it's raccoons, um, you put like something shiny, like a tinfoil ball in, um, and with monkeys you take a banana and you put it inside something where if they just stick their hand in, it's small enough, uh, or it's big enough for their hand to get in, but once they clench their fist around whatever it is, the banana or the tinfoil or whatnot, then they can't get back out. That's how you track them, and they'll actually watch their captors coming to get them, but won't let go of the banana that is causing them danger. And, uh, you know, if, if they would only let go of that thing, then they could get out to safety or to somewhere better, but they elect to, you know, hold on so tight to the banana um, that they're just going to be captured. And um, this kind of story came across my, came across my desk, if you will, multiple times um, over the course um, of, gosh, I don't know. It just kind of kept showing up in my life and asking me like what banana was I holding on to that was keeping me from getting out of a situation. And so it gave me an opportunity to really, to really think about that and what, um, you know, what am I hanging on to that's just not serving me? And so my goal is to identify those and get rid of them, right? Just drop that banana and move on to the next. So number four is that I admit fault and can be wrong. This one has kind of always been around in my life in, in some form or not. Um, I've never, uh, how, do we, how do I put it? Like I've never really been one to have to be right. Like my position does not have to be the right one. You know, my, I, I would like to be right, which means for me that my current position can be wrong and given additional information, you know, I'm open to changing my position. You know, I want to 
If I'm wrong, I would like to admit it and learn from it and glean additional information and be better next time. And one way, one surefire way to not ever do this is to never admit fault and never be wrong and have that concept be so damaging to your own, you know, psyche or pride or whatever that you just never grow and it just turns into, you know, a huge kind of argument and this outside, like everybody's out to get me instead of, you know, I'm responsible for my own being and um, I'm, I'm not perfect. I shouldn't be, you know, it, I should be striving to learn more in, in this life. And um, in order to do that, so much about what I believe is going to be wrong um, or I'm going to get new information and I'm going to decide that I want to change that. And without that flexibility and permission, if you will, in my own life to be wrong and have it okay to admit fault, there, you know, I'm, I'm never going to do that. I'm going to struggle a whole lot. So this one is really more even just about kind of giving myself that permission to not be perfect as I don't want to be. <laughs> uh, and similarly, the, the next one is I seek knowledge and that, that goes hand in hand, really. You know, I just, I want to get more information. Um, if you and I are on opposing sides of an issue, um, I, I want to hear your reasoning behind it. I would like to learn how you got to where you are because again, going back to I can be wrong, maybe you're going to give me some information that I had never considered and I'm like, oh shoot, maybe you've actually got a point there um, and I would like to now come over to your side. Um, I would like to change my mind. Um, it's not not so much about, you know, striving to change other people's minds. That's up to you. <laughs> but um, I do, I want to have the most knowledge available so that I can make what I see as good decisions for me. Next up, we've got I love powerfully. I think this is one of my superpowers, um, if you will, is my just capability to to love people and figure out how to put that to work for good, if you will. It's really easy to to see your love almost. I was gonna say like almost as like a weapon. That's kind of the wrong wrong term for it, but just to see it as you know, I love you so much. Can't you see I'm doing this because I love you? Um, but that's not, you got to meet people where they are. And I just, it's, that's been a hard one because I've definitely, I get passionately involved with, you know, my friends issues. I get excited, um, about, my friends taking care of themselves and owning a situation and moving on and up. I'm a great, a great cheerleader, zealous advocate um, for you know my friends and their health and their own well-being. And it's really easy to kind of mow over their own feelings. 
um, and not quite honor what their experience is. And so that's one that I'm still kind of working on, on harnessing is what does loving powerfully look like um, for good? And how can I show that to, to everybody um, and myself included? Um, over you know the course of my interactions with life um, and people and the world <laughs> and then the last one is a, a more recent one that has been added to the group and that's that I talk about dragons and so this comes from a story where there's a boy and, and this is actually a children's book I'll have to um, look up the name of it and but there's a, a boy who goes out to his mom um, in in the kitchen and he's like hey mom there's there's a dragon um, a little dragon in my my bedroom um, a you know cat-sized dragon has showed up here and mom says you know oh honey you know dragons don't exist you don't have a dragon in your room it's something else and so he's like okay and he goes back and the dragon's got a little bit bigger you know, now it's taking up almost all of his room. And he goes in again and talks to mom and, and says, hey, like, there's, this dragon's getting bigger. Like, I don't, um, I can barely get in my room. And again, mom dismisses him, says, you know, honey, dragons don't exist. He goes back again. And now this time, the dragon has, you know, almost taken over the entire house. Now, it would be really hard, you would think, for mom not to see the dragon. But as the boy continues to plead with her, she again, no, dragons don't exist, honey. It's not a dragon. Um, you know, it, it's something else. We'll figure it out later. And so the dragon gets so big that the house, he, the dragon takes off with the house. Mom and the boy are left outside. Dad comes home, um, pulls up to an empty lot where his house used to be and um, says, honey, what happened? Like, and she's just like, I don't know. The house just like disappeared all of a sudden. And, and the boy is like, mom, I told you it was a dragon that, that took it away. And finally, the dad's like, well, tell me more about this. Um, and you know, they sit down and they talk about, about this dragon and everything. And, and soon enough, the dragon returns with the house and shrinks and shrinks back down just to manageable dragon size the mom is like oh well i just i don't know what happened um you know the, the dragon just got so big all of a sudden and and now and now he's back i just i don't get it and the little boy said well maybe he just wanted to be seen and i think that is one of the things in talking about you know needing help talking about something that's not working for you in life in a relationship at work whatever that is um, is seeing that there's a problem there but then not acknowledging it either you not doing it or you trying to discuss the problem with someone else when it just gets ignored like that the problem just gets bigger and bigger it's not that it goes away if you ignore it it just you know it gets bigger and it can take take over and all of a sudden your house has flown away and everything has you know become a complete disaster because you wouldn't talk about the cat-sized dragon in the room you know 
And so I think that that's really one thing that I've focused more in on lately as well is identifying kind of like dropping bananas, right? You know, what's that banana that I'm hanging on to and I just, I just gotta let it go. You know, where, where is the dragon? What do we need to talk about? I think women kind of, this is where we get a bad rap for what's seen as nagging or, you know, just constantly bringing more and more up. Well, you know, if we don't talk about the little dragons, then they're just going to expand. You know, it's, that's part of talking about what's going on in your life and your relationship. Um, is identifying those little things, talking through them, and and moving on and being better for yourself, for your partner, for your kids, for your coworkers, for your boss, um, you know, whatever that is for your clients. And so that is the current draft of my well, personal manifesto and have a list of encompassing rules for my life and I would love to hear again if any of that kind of rings true with you or resonates I'd love to hear a little bit more about it in the comments and um, let's hear about your experience with um, again setting these rules and boundaries and guidelines for your life let me know all about that and um, yeah again let's see what else is going on with the podcast? We are now um, published to almost all of the, you know, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, we are available on almost every platform now. I think there are a couple that we're just waiting for a review and to be added to, but otherwise you found us wherever you found us right now. And um, you can also you know, you can find us uh, everywhere else now too, or slash shortly. So that's really exciting. Um, we also have there, I don't have any additional content up yet, but the, for subscribers, um, we will end up having some additional content that'll be posted just for subscribers. And including, you know, we'll probably do some of this on video. Right now it's just audio recordings, but, um, you know, we'll have some video content available. We'll have some additional, um, you know, we'll see how that goes. But there'll be a little something extra because, you know, I, I appreciate everything. That'll only help um, this show get uh, some additional equipment, some additional capabilities um, and everything. And so I certainly appreciate that. You can also just donate one time. And even a dollar is helpful to um, help us grow, help me grow, I guess. Um, and, and I'd appreciate it. Again, just, you know, like, subscribe, um, and leave us a review. You know, I mean, we're only three episodes in, two official episodes in. But if there's anything, um, you know, if you'd like to leave a review, I would certainly appreciate it. Um, and other than that, yeah, I, that is about a wrap for today again. And this has been Family Wealth and Other Musings. And I'm your host, Becky Easton, a personal family lawyer licensed in Arizona and Colorado. 
And I hope you guys have a great day and enjoyed listening to content today. I'll talk to you again tomorrow.